Welcome to episode 2 of Modern Stream. In this podcast series, we're going to be discussing the overall impact that streaming has had on the music game. In today's episode, we are going to cover the evolution of music production, along with the evolution of distributing and listening to music overall, and also how Spotify got to where it is today. First, let's do a brief overview of what I went over in the last episode. First, we went over the growth of streaming. According to eMarketer, the number of American Spotify users is projected to rise up to 93.4 million users in the year 2023. That is a large number of Americans. To put this number into perspective, Statistica states that the United States of America population will be around 336.45 million in the year 2023. That's going to be around 27.8% of the entire USA population streaming music. And that's only on Spotify. And there's other streaming services out there like Pandora and Apple Music. Then we went over how streaming works. A streaming service delivers data to a streamer in small amounts so that the user can get pre-buffered music that has been pre-buffered a few minutes or maybe even a few seconds before playing a song, according to the blog Soundcharts. After that, we went over what the gold and platinum titles you specifically mean. For an album to be considered gold, it must sell at least 500,000 units. It must also have a minimum running time of 100 minutes, or at least, according to the RIAA, and for it to be considered a platinum album or song, it must sell at least 1 million units. Lastly, we went and did a brief introduction into the effects of music's evolution. The popularization of CDs led to the creation of the multi-platinum award due to sales exponentially increasing and multiple songs and albums going platinum more than once. So in order to accommodate for this, they created a multi-platinum award. The Diamond Award was created in the 90s for songs and albums that specifically went 10 times platinum or more. On-demand streams were added to the RIAA certifications in the 2010s, according to the RIAA website. Let's go more into depth about the evolution of music delivery services and how all of this came about. This information is going to be, again, taken from the Soundcharts blog, similar to how it was for some things in the last episode. In the year 1999, the web service Napster started gaining a lot of traction, especially among youth and college students. Napster used peer-to-peer networks in order to transmit and exchange data with little to no difficulty. MP3s were the most exchanged file because of how easily they transferred over. RIAA filed a lawsuit pretty quickly, and I think this is due to the fact that this was pretty much a form of piracy. The lawsuit dragged on for eight years, and it cost the investors around $300 million. However, as soon as one pirating service gets shut down, another one replaces it. This was shown through the emergence of other pirating software, such as LimeWare, LimeWire, Morpheus, BearShare, and Shereza. Soundchart described these secondary softwares as Napster offspring, and I thought that was pretty interesting and creative. Because of all these pirating services for music, revenue for legal options were not looking too great. 
In the early 2000s, iTunes entered the market as it was integrated by Apple's iOS system. This made some sort of an impact, but it couldn't even compare to the appeal for pirating services. Consumers would rather use a free alternative for something instead of having to pay for it. According to IFPI estimations, Around 95% of all music at the time was being listened to illegally through methods, methods such as pirating it. It was only in 2007 when streaming seemed to solve this issue. Spotify was founded in 2006 and it launched in Europe in the year 2008 with an extensive catalog. YouTube launched in 2005 as well as Pandora. Talking about Pandora brings back memories as I had to shuffle on various radio stations for a song I wanted to listen to. SoundCloud also launched in 2007, and this was the first streaming service to launch that focused solely on music. Spotify is probably still one of the most popular streaming services out right now. As I explained earlier, with Spotify having an insanely, amount, insanely large amount of American users, this makes sense because it was sort of a pioneer in the pay-to-stream service. According to BBC, Spotify now has 59 million active users and a library of 35 million songs, and it's used in 61 different countries. Spotify also says that its value could be over $23 billion. For the remainder of this episode, Let's talk mainly about how Spotify came to be worth this much. This information is going to be taken from the news broadcasting website called BBC. Spotify started out as a small startup company in Stockholm, Sweden. The music industry was facing the huge issue of piracy at this time, as I said Spotify was started in around 2006. Consumers simply preferred listening to music for free rather than buying songs, because I I think that's how all consumers tend to work. This cost of this was costing the music industry a lot of money each year. They were able to combat this issue, and by they I'm talking about Spotify, by launching a service that was better than pirating, as they would have a really big and extensive catalog of songs and other things like podcasts in order to listen to. Fast forward a couple of years, and there are now a lot of other streaming services competing for the most popular title. The most notable opponent is Apple Music. Before this, Apple had a system where the user would pay for each song if they wanted the, just a song or the entire album. And this is what iTunes was, as I was talking about earlier, that Apple integrated with its iOS system. Apple Music was a subscription paid subscription paid based system just like spotify where the user got unlimited access to apple music's entire catalog for every month that they paid for i believe both apple music and spotify cost around ten dollars a month for one account even though spotify is super successful now with a huge expected net worth and a lot of american users They've hit a lot of bumps in order to like reach the pinnacle of success where they're at right now. One of their most notable feuds was with Taylor Swift, as she said, "I am not willing to contribute my life's work to an experiment that I don't that I don't feel fairly compensates the writers, producers, artists, and creators of this music." 
She said this in an interview or question to Yahoo. Their feud is currently over as we know it as Taylor Swift has put all her music back up on Spotify. Spotify also got into a rough patch with Jay-Z and Beyonce and because of this, Jay-Z launched his own streaming service called Tidal where they put all their music only on that service. I believe recently though, Jay-Z and Beyonce have put their music back on Spotify for everyone to listen to. Here are some fun facts about Spotify that I personally found interesting. First, Spotify has over 250 million active listeners. For the paid portion, for like for the paid service of Spotify, Spotify has over 115 million paid listeners globally every month. There's lots of discounts with Spotify you can have, such as three month uh, free trials and also the college student discount, which costs only around $5 a month and gives you access to Hulu, I believe. There are around 30,000 tracks added to the Spotify track list and database every single day. And also, in regards to the controversy about Spotify's paying its artists, they have paid over $14 billion since the launch of the app in around 2008. That seems like all the time we have for the second episode of this podcast called Modern Stream. In this episode, we talked a good amount about the evolution of streaming music, how people were pirating music, and like how streaming got introduced. And then like the most popular streaming service, which is Spotify and Spotify's timeline, and how Spotify came to be where it is today, like all the rough patches it's gone through and how it started. In future episodes, we're going to be talking about more about the effects that music's evolution has had on different mediums such as Billboard and RIAA. We're going to talk more about Billboard and whether or not Billboard is a reliable source of seeing if a song is really good or not. Thank you.